1: You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download episodes directly from wmr.fm. So dear listeners, it is time for spine-tingling tales. It is the Halloween Horror Stories edition of Press This, where we dive into the deepest and darkest corners of web development to get interesting stories to share with you and and put some chills on your bones. In the spirit of Halloween, we're delving deep into the web developer's crypt to unearth tales of terror that will chill your code and make your plugins shiver. Gather around the virtual campfire as we summon our first brave storytellers, Amber Sawaya and Steve Sawaya. Amber is the captain at... Anchor and Alpine, and Steve is the wizard at Anchor and Alpine, a UX and web firm. Y'all, I'm so excited to have you on. Amber, you have a scary story for us today.
2: You do, I do. Thank you for having us. Um, This one still makes me scream. It makes my my hair rise. I still wake up at night over this. So. Uh, we had a great project, like absolutely stellar, everything you want. We had a VC firm brought us in, they introduced us to the client, really loved their marketing team. It was a six-month website, uh, six-figure project, right? Great project. Everything's wonderful. We have a great launch. Everybody's super happy, right? Everything's great. And then like a week later, we noticed that like people are starting to post on LinkedIn that they've been let go from this company. And as we watch, everybody we've just spent our last six months with is gone, As you know, a couple of weeks after launch. And then as we watch this website, and this thing was beautiful when we started, it had this amazing leaf graphic in it that was animated. And the uh, the client wanted their logo hidden in the animation. So it was all this bespoke, you know, pieces here and there, we had photoshopped this leaf into all of their uh, all of their people and it kind of wrapped around them and it was just this very engaging just really exciting site really our heart and souls were into it and so you know seeing our friends that we you know grown to really enjoy working with all sort of looking for jobs all of a sudden we're like what is happening right so we're on the site and we start to notice our beautiful pages start to disappear one by one mm-hmm. body snatched right So this gorgeous maze with the leaf that's got the logo and, you know, all this stuff is moving through it and it's animated and it's all these great things. Suddenly it's gone one day and there's like, I don't know, kind of a crappy page that's in its place. And we, you know, dive in, you know, because what in the WordPress has happened? And it's a HubSpot page that somebody's replaced the WordPress page with. And we're like, okay. And over, you know, the course of a couple of weeks, these pages just start replacing everything until at one point. The entire site's gone. All of this effort, all of this time, all of this work is gone. And we were able to, uh, ferret out somebody who's still working there. And we were like, what happened? You know, this was, we, we had great results. The conversions were through the roof. It was a demand gen site, like amazing. We're like, what happened? Well, the CEO decided one day that WordPress was too hard. And just, that was, that was the end of his story. So, you know, we, we have tutorials. We have documentation, right? We're always willing to jump in and help. And as everybody listening to your podcast knows, no, it's not, right? Take a second. You you can do this. But he decided WordPress was too hard and he liked HubSpot. And so I think maybe in the night, he just was going through and tinkering and replacing it. So the site now, we won't talk about what it is or where it is or any of those things because it definitely you know, is not the long lasting, beautiful thing we built, but the site of the body snatchers for sure for Halloween.
1: I love it. So you, you made this bespoke website that you were super proud of. And as you're kind of watching it, it slowly turns into something else like a, I don't know if this is the body snatch story or like swamp monster kind of story, like some tale of something turning into a, a creature. And it turned into a, a HubSpot page, you said, just because, the CEO, well, I mean, there was layoffs and stuff too. Was that was that possibly part of it? Like because the people who you worked with weren't able to use the site, the CEO was just like, I'm not going to learn this. I'm just going to do something else. It was it was partially due to the layoffs, right?
2: I mean, that could be the, the case, but none of the layoffs or anything made sense, right? Mm-hmm. They had just built up this entire marketing division and taken some funding, had this marketing division, and they were only there for the six months of this project. Yeah. So it was all a, a very strange situation. Oh,
1: that's that's eerie. And and Steve, I, kn- I know that this happened a while ago, but this still haunts you, I know. Is there anything to learn from this that you have applied to how you work with businesses in the future?
3: You know, it really still does haunt us. Um, you know, one thing I learned is that VCs are going to do what they're going to do. And there's not a lot to stop them. And that's scary in itself. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's true. But as far as all this goes, at least, I mean, it's heartbreaking that y'all were really proud of the site and then it like morphed into something different. But I guess on the upside, you you were able to cash a check, right? Like that that didn't fall through?
2: I, right. Yes. We cashed the check. So that part's all good. But, you know... I think like so many people, like, yes, we do it because we need the money, but we do it because we love it, right? And this was such a labor of love for our team. So we have about 10 people on our team, designers and developers all in-house. And, you know, WordPress was such a big deal and such a big part of this project, which is what made this all so interesting. Um, The CEO signed off on it. He was happy with it. We pitched the WordPress solution. We onboarded them with a P1 or P2 on WP Engine, like We were so far into the WordPress world that, you know, sort of backing it out was, was strange. And I almost feel like when I looked at the site too, because it looked so different, it was almost like, you know, the gorgeous bespoke costume that maybe somebody's mom made them versus the one that's like just the plastic mask Mm -hmm. and the kind of like sad plastic sheet we had in like the eighties. So yeah.
1: (laughs) I I can totally understand that. Some friends of mine went to a website for CC mom, the children's clothing store and all the images were gorgeous. And in retrospect, clearly AI generated. Uh, but at the time, everything just seemed like a hell of a bargain. And what they got versus what the uh, the image was, it was just very disappointing for them. They, they still had a functioning bit of wardrobe. But yeah, it just wasn't the same as as how, yeah. how it looked before. Uh, so I, I guess my, my final uh, question here is because we did get to introduce y'all as uh, Captain and Wizard um Steve can you explain those titles to us so I became the wizard um it was kind of bestowed upon me by the team um I have the superpower where I can kind of look at a problem and just know what's wrong with it and fix it um oftentimes it's called the Steve effect And I'll walk up and they'll try and show me the problem it will be working for them at that (laughs) point so that's how I became the wizard and uh I'll let Amber talk about why she's the captain
2: We just love everything about, so our company's named Anchor and Alpine, and we love the sea, we love the mountains. And so we tell a lot of kind of corny jokes around that, like our product or our general manager is called the Wrangler and she keeps all of our stuff um, kind of flowing along smoothly. So the captain just came about because I am the head of the agency, but I think a lot about just being a captain on a ship. I, I can't go anywhere without anybody else, but I do generally get to pick the direction and I try to pick a good one when we head somewhere.
1: I love it. Well, uh, Amber and Steve, thank you so much for telling your Halloween story today. And we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more scary web developers slash WordPress horror stories for you, dear listener. So stay tuned after the short break.
3: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.
1: Welcome back to a Halloween edition of Press This, a WordPress community podcast. On this episode, we're telling frightful tales of plugins gone wrong and other WordPress horror stories. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and right now I'm talking to Derek Aschauer, a web designer and developer who also makes WordPress plugins.
3: Derek, I hear that you have a spooky tale for us. Can you, can you set the scene? Uh, yeah, so this is really early in my career, a long time ago. I was still working full-time at a normal company making and building websites, but I was doing some freelance work on the side. I had uh, helped a small concert venue build a custom ticketing system because they really hated Ticketmaster. There was a, They were an indie kind of venue, so they wanted to do anything to avoid those big corporate companies. Um, but I had built this pretty good ticket system, I thought at least. And they were going to have a huge concert uh, back in the day when Bleak 182 was really popular. They were going to have them at their venue and they were going to sell tickets for one dollar a piece. So this thing was going to get absolutely slammed overnight uh, when they released the tickets. So we set it up, did all kind of testing and thought it was working great. And then come the morning that we're supposed to release it, I think it was like a Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. There were some rules, some basic things that we had in place, like you couldn't buy more than eight tickets to try and get as many people opportunity to get tickets and stuff like that. Again, early in my career, so uh, I didn't do the best at checking on things, but um, the venue itself could hold, I think it was about a thousand people. And so we had a limit that, you know, once it hits a thousand tickets to basically stop selling. And of course, we released at ten o'clock. I'm at my normal day job just doing my thing, not really. you know, I kind of checked it, make sure the site was at least loading and and stuff like that, but not really too concerned. And a few minutes go by. it seems everything seems to be going great, going great, going on. And then suddenly I start getting text message, and then I get a phone call, and then I get another text message, and I'm in the middle of my job just doing my normal thing, so I couldn't really just. Easily take these, but it turns out that I forgot to do the little query check to check the max tickets sold. And suddenly it was going to a thousand to a thousand fifty to eleven 1, hundred, 1, twelve hundred. I think it got upwards of about sixteen hundred tickets sold before I finally was able to log into the server and just basically, you know, do the old, just pull the plug. And so they obviously, the owners of the venue were panicking and completely freaked out that. They had a thousand seat venue and had sold about 1,600 tickets. And so they were just obviously panicked. And I'm in the middle of my workday, panicked. How am I going to solve this? How am I going to do this? I got to do my normal work stuff, deal with this freelance thing. It was a a total disaster at that moment. Um, Thankfully, things did end up working out perfectly fine. What was interesting is that um, another unfortunate thing that I didn't check was one way people got around the max tickets was they would just buy multiple times, but use the same email address. Um, again, this was very early in my career. I wasn't very good at, you know, figuring out how to handle, you know, possible situations that people would try to work around. So they went through and they checked all the, all the orders and realized, you know, one person with the same email address ordered 24 tickets. So they reached out to them, refunded them and just did that as much as they could. And they got it down to about, I think because of that, they got it down to like 11, 1200 tickets. Yeah, this is so long ago. I don't remember the exact numbers, but they got it down to that about that many. And then the day of the event happens and they're still a little worried. Are we going to be able to fit everyone? And I think about five to only 600 people ended up, ended showing up. And the reason being it was just $1. So mm-hmm. a lot of people just went out and bought the oh. tickets just in case. And then just a lot of people couldn't show up. And no. so they were—they never ended up having a capacity issue. It all ended up working out well. But it was some uh, stressful times when all those tickets were processing and getting paid and doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, and thankfully, the client was, you know, very happy and understandable in the end. They, they weren't angry at me. They ended up using that exact ticket system once I patched that little thing. Um, and they ended up using that tic- ticket system that I had made for about 10 to 12 years. Um, and so it, it, yeah, they were pretty happy and, and we got it all sorted out. And even for me, the client did all the legwork of reaching out to all those <laughs> purchases and do all that kind of stuff. So I hey. just kind of had to turn the server off and then fix the little patch and, and didn't have to deal with too much of the consequences, thankfully. But it was a very stressful c- couple hours while we were trying to figure out what happened and, and what was going on there.
1: That was a, that was a roller coaster, Derek. That was, uh, you're, you're like setting up this, this scenario you know that uh first off i'm kind of getting you know little hints of when it happened if you know blink 182 are kind of popular yeah. and i'm assuming something yeah, exactly. you know a, a custom plugin because
3: there wasn't many good right no, now i think there's, there's plenty of good 2005 yeah you know yeah, this yeah. a long long time ago so yeah you, you would be Some, right, somewhere you know, around there yeah.
1: Now. yeah yeah exactly so, so okay and and you know and the, you know so kind of height of you know blink-182's popularity and tickets for a dollar that's insane so obviously yeah. there's going to be a lot of demand and you know this whole roller coaster of like oh no we we sold too many i thought you were going to tell me you know you sold by uh by tens of thousands more i mean i i feel very lucky you had yeah. like 600 tickets too many cuz this could have been yeah. much worse and then the the, yeah. the scalpers you know like like it kind of boy it worked out i mean and especially because it sounds like the the quiet this you know the client could have put all of this on on you to like reach out, you know, to oh, do yeah. like tech support and like reach out and cancel these tickets. man. this that was a roller coaster,
3: yeah. it was uh, it, I, like I said, I was so early in doing this is my first real large development thing. The biggest thing I had ever developed was this thing. So you know, I just had no idea of how things could go wrong, how badly things could go wrong. What to even check? and it, it was just a very good learning experience. That's for sure. Um, But we just, I just had a good relationship with the client. So they were pretty happy And because honestly, it was early my thing. I was charging them next to nothing. So there wasn't, it wasn't like I charged them $50,000 for this thing. And then all of a sudden it didn't work. Uh, you know, I was getting paid, honestly, on a per ticket basis. I got 10 cents a ticket at the time that they sold through their thing. And <laughs> me being in my early twenties and making a couple extra thousand dollars a month, that was phenomenal. It was wonderful. That was a great situation, but yeah, like I said, they kept using it for over a decade, that exact same system. And
1: so you had this, <laughs> you built this this ticket uh, system for a pretty big event, and that event, as we said, kind of you know spiraled out of control. But it just sounds like the the two issues were having some way to capture like scalpers, you know, prevent scalpers from mm-hmm. at least using the same email.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even do that. So <laughs> I didn't even yeah. check like because there's no user accounts in the system. It was a pretty straightforward. It's just you go, it's, you know, a one time check guest checkout thing. So it didn't even check email addresses or anything. And it did keep track every time it sold, it kept track of a total. It's just when people went to the page, it forgot to check how many tickets mm-hmm. have been sold and have we already passed that number and to stop, <laughs> to stop it from, from selling more at the time. So. So those two things got fixed
1: and there was this, this worked for 10 years, pretty much kind of running itself.
3: Yeah. I never touched it really ever after that. It just kind of kept cruising along until they finally got big enough where they, they kind of had to do some business merger and, you know, other, what are, what are those, you know, music companies? I forgot what it is, but, um, you know, they got, they kind of got bought up basically and, And so then they were like, no, we have to use Ticketmaster or some other thing. And so they eventually had, were forced to abandon it for business reasons. But but yeah. yeah they, they they probably got acquired by Clear Channel or something like that. Yes, that's what it is, Clear Channel. Yeah, it was something along those lines.
1: So looking back, what is the one bit of advice you'd give to someone who's like tackling a project similar to this based on your experience? What's the one thing you'd warn them about?
3: I mean, it's obviously texting. I <laughs> that's. That's pretty the big deal. It's just testing your thing as much as possible in as many scenarios. I mean, I still do my plugins now and I actually just got a request for one just this morning, actually, where I was just like, I responded back to the person. I never even considered someone doing that ever. Uh, um, I have a confetti plugin and he's like, I put it on the, I put it on the confetti. I put my confetti on there twice on the page, once when the page loads and as the user scrolls down, then it'll go again. I'm like, I never considered anyone doing confetti twice on one page and so you know you can test as much as you want but um but sometimes you'll run into those scenarios that you don't think of but you still got to do as much testing as possible
1: well derek a i really appreciate your time you will listening to press this we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll have one final halloween story to give you chills <laughs> so stay tuned
3: time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment
1: Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is the special Halloween story. Uh, earlier, we heard from Chris Wigman, and I thought I'd have Chris come back and listen to the only horror story I have, the only WordPress horror story I have. Chris, are you, are you familiar with mid-journey and text-to-text-to-image generators? Like Dolly and things? OpenAI? Yeah, like Dolly. Like I was using them and kind of experimenting with different things. And and as, a, as someone who yo-yos a lot, very first thing I tried was the yo-yo emoji. And um, yo-yo emoji just really didn't get any great results in there. Uh, it didn't, you know, it didn't get me anything that looked like a yo-yo, for instance. And, and the word yo-yo also didn't get me stuff in text to image generators. But it really got me interested because I kept getting very consistent results. Whenever I used the yo-yo emoji, I would get this really cool looking pink and blue uh, scene with like uh, three mountain peaks in the background and a figure in the foreground. And, you know, this is supposed to be like, Kind of random. And I kept getting very different images that had pink and blue pastel colors, a figure in the foreground and things like that. So I really started kind of diving into why is this emoji giving me this? and i I spent hours, 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 hours going through different combinations of emojis. What does this emoji do? What happens if I do two yo yo-yo emojis? And I wrote this massive blog post. I mean, this was going to be, this is going to crack the, crack the the case wide open on like weird stuff that happens in, you know, Dolly and Mid Journey around like, why did, why does this emoji give me this image? And why do other emojis actually give me, you know, pretzel will give me things that look like baked goods and coffee will give me things that look like a coffee shop. But you know, the yo-yo emoji keeps giving me this strange scene. And so after I wrote this massive blog post, I mean, it was hours of research and documenting and taking notes and then the writing. God, I hate writing. is like pulling teeth. And I hit publish and I go to sleep. You know, it's Sunday night. I spent all Sunday working on researching this post. Monday morning, people are just like, all I see are, are squares, like uh, when I, when I go to your site, doc, I see you say the square emoji gives me this result, but the square emoji gives me this result. And I went and I checked it, you know, the dashboard, it looked great on the back end, the, like on my side in the the Gutenberg editor. It looked beautiful on the front end. It was all squares and all of that work was just absolutely shot. You, you know, you know why,
3: Chris? Why would that be? Ghosts in the machine?
1: Gremlins? My WordPress site is so old the database did not support emoji like at all. It was some, you know, 15 year old, like, like there there's like, if I would have installed something in the last eight years or whatever, it just would have kind of, it would have been still old, but it still would have supported emoji in some level. My database for my WordPress website did not. And if there's one thing people will tell you, you know, if you don't really know what you're doing, the one thing you don't want to do is poke around in your WordPress database. And
3: that's, that's where,
1: that's what I need, I need to update my WordPress database. So that's, oh, Chris, that's my horror story. I, you know, I went looking for like a plugin to just easily convert to like uh you know, uh, something that supports emoji, any, any of the databases that could do it. And now uh, I'm going to have to hire someone just to just update the database so that I can get this post that I spent. You know, ten hours on just so I can get that to actually show up on my site in a legible way. That'll do it. Old
3: yeah. old technology is—it's it, a zombie waiting around to cause you problems, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and and it just—it taught me a lot too. I mean, it did. Like, I can go into my portal on my hosting, and you know, I can with a click update my PHP. You know, I can I can do all this other stuff, but yeah, that database, nope. You got to, you got to know what you're like. There's no, there's no easy fix for that. And I think there maybe might've been as those were rolling out, but I kind of missed the way of like, it's even those things that fixed the database to, you know, kind of update them or, you know, at this point they're even old technology. So that's my WordPress horror story. And Chris, it's not, it didn't bring down (laughs) 20,000 websites, but you know, to me, it was, it was a bummer and it still gives me shivers, you know, to see that blog post and think of like what it could have been. But that's it for our episode of Press This, our Halloween episode of Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. I want to thank all my guests for joining me today. Chris, thank you so much for for joining me. You can follow my adventures with Torque Magazine over on at the Torque Mag. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download it directly from WMR.fm. We're a weekly podcast. Next week, we're going to have Fran Nogolto telling us how to overcome your fear of going headless with WordPress. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of headless. And if you're worried about making that jump into to headless, you're worried about, you know, learning JavaScript or whatever you need to do to kind of make that jump. Well, Fran's going to have some great advice for you. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role here at WP Engine and Torque magazine. And I love to spotlight members of that community every week. Unpress this.